Hi everyone, welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about the Reddit fiasco. You, you, I literally fiasco. told you. Reddit fiasco, you're right. I keep I forgetting I told you it. like if I had done this, okay, I would fine, have never fine. heard the end of it. <laughs> True. So today uh, is Tuesday, all right, and it's 2nd of February. The reason we needed to do this is because shit has hit the fan. <laughs> so it's our update. Yes, Ask me why shit has hit the fan. Okay, tell me. So what's happened is, uh, as you know, a week and a half ago, I've always been active in stocks and stuff. You know that. Yes. And, you know, your brother does a lot of stocks and investing. So Yes. So for th- we should actually be telling everyone about how soon we'll be getting him on for people that love stocks. Yeah. So he's one of those guys who, who thinks he knows about everything. Like everything. <laughs> I love that you've said that. You're like, oh, he, li- he I, likes to think he knows yeah, about well, everything. Yeah. Well, I like to... So, you know, it's like, you know how in wrestling there's like a background, like an introduction song with all the wrestlers coming in? And there's like people like, So It's actually, fight, fight, fight. I don't know why I did that weird noise. So, so, we're, warming, so we're warming it up for Nabil. <laughs> so Nabil's massively into stocks. And when I got into it, like I used to talk to him a lot and stuff. So now I want to tell you what happened. A week and a half ago, I was on Reddit, like every jobless motherfucker. And yeah. I came across Wall Street Bets, yes. right? And I've been a member of Wall Street Bets for a while. But then I saw like everyone just investing money in GME. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is GME? And it's GameStop. It's like uh, a gaming shop, right? You buy games and stuff from them. I never played games like video I games. To. Yeah, you look like a Excuse nerdy. Excuse me? You look like a nerdy girl. Are you stereotyping me? Uh, yes. I think stereotyping is really good. It makes things easier to begin with. I'm not yeah. saying... No, you're right. You know, that's an actual... It's a thing that we do that naturally. So yeah. That it's like a shortcut. I don't know shortcut. what the big deal is. I'm not saying continue with it. But okay, if if if, I, <laughs> if, if we were meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. I'd stereotype you as someone, you know, who's who's mysterious. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's that's not, not what... Okay. Who's not telling me the whole story. So now I've got to figure it out. <laughs> I, I often don't tell the whole story. Yeah. So if... And if you had to stereotype me, it'd be like, well, what a perfect man. Okay. Anyways, let's move wow. on from there. Wow. Um, and I saw GME, so I was like, Wall Street bets. I'm like, GME, this sounds great. And so I put my money in as well. And I put, a, put my money at $96. Mm. And the next day was the first peak that hit. Yeah. And it went to $400. Right? That's pretty crazy. It was insane. And then I'm like, shit, where's my other money? I want to put in more. And why this is important is because hedge fund managers, do you know what a hedge fund is? No, you don't. Just don't take that deep breath. I was going to try to guess my way through it. Okay, guess. I was going to say... It'll be good to guess, actually, because a lot of people <laughs> don't know what hedge fund is. Like I don't know what it is. I'll be honest. So but, what do they do? Well, I think that they manage funds of each organization. Really good. And they ensure that sponsors or people outside of it putting the money in um, get the most out of it. Yep. So uh, I literally made that up. But part of it is correct. Okay. So the dictionary meaning is it's an offshore investment fund, typically formed as a private limited that engages in speculation using credit or borrowed capital. So they take money from people, uh, like from your clients, and say, and they're like, okay, we're going to invest it. We think the price is going to go up. Mm -hmm. So what these fuckers have been doing is they've been shorting funds. So shorting essentially means that these fuckers want the company to go down. Okay. All right, they want them to do bad. If they do bad, these hedge fund people make money. So okay, everyone yeah. on Reddit went, fuck you guys. 
we're not going to let this happen. Let's take power back in our hands. And mm-hmm. 6 million of them all put their money in GME. So now GME is going ballistic. Oh. But now the problem is that everyone wants to get into GME. The okay. easiest way to uh, trade stocks is to go on Robinhood in America. Because Robinhood, essentially what it does is, there's no fee, nothing. It's one click. Mm-hmm. You put your money in, you start trading. Okay. But they didn't realize that the way Robinhood makes money is these hedge fund people... Uh, they act, do, yeah, they get... Yeah, they, they sponsor them. Yep. So, of course, if now one of their clients, a lot of people are now going to say, well, we don't know that for sure. Well, they can go fuck themselves because <laughs> I know Robinhood is fucked up. App. If you're following Robinhood and you're also listening to my podcast, um, sincerely, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, um, because they, they're stealing from the people. Yeah. So now, essentially, what's happened is Robinhood has gone, you can't buy any more GME stocks. Oh. Because what would that mean? That would mean the hedge fund people can now manipulate the price again. Yes. Because if no one's buying, the price goes... Back down. Bingo. Jeez, okay. So now, last night, I was really, really excited because mm-hmm. it was Monday and I thought the week's going to start and, you know, price is going to go explode because everyone's mm-hmm. still holding their stocks in yeah, GME. No one's yeah. gone, oh, I'm Because you haven't taken it out either. Yeah, you? and not most people haven't. Literally, there are people in America who are buying these massive hoardings and putting them on highways saying, hold your money in GME. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how hilarious. popular it has become. <laughs> I've seen a lot of... Um, yeah, the stock stuff on on Reddit lately. Yeah, it's and, just everywhere. But the the funny part is, there's a stock in Australia also with the title uh, with the acronym GME. So that went. I up was bec- gonna say yeah, I, like I'm pretty sure it's a something I've heard of before. Well, it's GME. another stock, it's like, isn't that like a yeah? Idiots just fucking invested in it, thinking it was the same it was GME. The one. So now that <laughs> GME has shot up. <laughs> But it's, like, but it's like 10 cents or something. Oh. So now I'm waiting tonight to see what happens because everyone's still holding. Yep. These hedge fund people are losing billions of dollars. They've Love literally, they've literally, Melvin Capital has lost 53% of their money. 53. 53%. That's a lot. That's like, yeah. Yeah. And um, they're going like, oh my God, you can't. You know, uh, make the rich people poor. They're going to lose their fucking livelihood, which is what? Yachts and shit. And they're fucking oh, cocaine. Then they're snorting up people's assholes. <laughs> like they, screw, I'm really passionate because I'm yeah. glad like, people are taking this power back. Yeah, it's nice. And a lot of people that kind of needed that money are actually able to... The cutest story? Yeah. This, this uh, five-year-old, six-year-old kid. Oh. His mum, for his birthday last year, put money in GME. Oh, that's so Which was how much? $20. And today it's worth $5,000. That's awesome. How awesome is that? Yeah. And if that doesn't That's a random thing to do too. Yeah. I think it's the smartest thing you can give your child for a birthday. Yeah. I think like maybe Rambo gets a stock. (laughs) Oh, Rambo. Rambo and Lily get a a stock each. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens this week. Uh, For people who are listening and they're also holding, tell me how much you're holding. Just comment. So does that mean... You don't do the math. It's not. No, it's not, it's not my strong point. Or no, point. I don't even think it's a point. <laughs> I don't think it even exists on the radar. Surface. It's more like a blank surface. <laughs> my brain just goes. Yep. It's like where, when, like when numbers look at you, they get disturbed. They have post-traumatic stress disorder. I actually can't deal. Like you do. When you said that, I was like. And and it's really, <laughs> and I can see your brain just like sprinting. It's not working, it's it's going sprinting through. out. And normally it's a very unfit brain too. Yeah, so. to start with, because your attention span is really low. It is really low. So we know a podcast is shit if you get distracted, <laughs> which which happens really quickly. Like it's really hard to keep your attention, like to grab your attention. Yeah. It's see, you're losing your <laughs> exactly I'm, what I'm, I'm just about. zoning out. 
So people have invested all of their life savings into that stock. <gasps> Can you imagine that? Could That's you pretty. Do that? that is a big commitment. Yeah, big risk. There's this person I know who paid for college. That's pretty cool. An American college, by the way, which is like fifty thousand dollars a year. Shit. So no student loans forever. That's amazing. You're I'm still, still paying. paying mine off. Yeah, God knows how long you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, because I like, I I racked up a pretty big one. Yeah, was it worth it? Uh, no, probably not. Really? That's a yeah. big call to make. No, I don't think it was worth it. Why I not? mean, well, because I'm not doing anything that's actually in my field related to my degree. Why? Why didn't you? I just ended up doing and like I got into the organization that I'm in now, yeah. and then I went. Um, but surely you wanted to use some of the skills that you like. Why didn't you apply for a job that was related? To I you? did at the start, and then I just started applying within that particular organization into other areas, and then now I'm in something that I never studied for ever i think a lot of people now are doing that yeah but more often than not people do end up do you remember what you studied yeah i studied um hr human resources what does it even study in hr i never yeah i don't know look to be honest i just i did it because i didn't know what else to do yeah and i honestly should have done something i was most passionate about but uh, what stopped you just parents really yeah like they kind of but were. But it's probably hard for them as well, right? Because they yeah, didn't of have course. A well, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't come here with um, much, yeah. and so for them it was like you know whatever is like achievable. That is what you should be doing, mm-hmm. and oh, like I appreciate that as as well because they went through way harder times than I ever did. Which is actually a great segue to go into a second part which is you know the chances of existing existing why did you come up with this topic because well, this is your okay. topic so you this okay the, uh, well it the reason we initially came up with it was because there was a couple of a couple of reasons so i only re- it's going to be a really random segue um but i only realized uh, when i was born i was a very sick child like pretty as, much on the verge of death sick as compared to <laughs> It's no, it's different now. Yeah, you, now you're like a Sikh. You know, yeah, exactly. Sikh. <laughs> yeah, but when I was born, I was born with a lot of. Well, I, it wasn't because of my own health as such. It was most mostly to do with the environmental factors. Mm-hmm. So I was born in Australia. Um, Can you and say that again? Why born in Australia? That's not what you said. I know I didn't, but anyways. Just, it was really, when you force me to say it, it's different. It's really interesting though, when people say it quickly, it's like, Buenos Aires. Whoa, sorry, whoa, hold on, <laughs> slow down. So, um, I was born here, but my parents went back for a very short amount of time to mm-hmm. Pakistan, which mm-hmm. is where they're from. And they did it because family and, you know, everybody was like community over there. It's very yeah. different lifestyle wise. And so they thought oh, it would be really good if um, we were all there, everybody wants to be a part of our first child's life. My dad was super excited because he loves kids and he's like always been so excited to have his first kid. Your dad loves kids. You know why? Why? Because then he can talk to them about his different theories about life. <laughs> and they that, can't they're the only that. people that will listen. listen they can't answer back. <laughs> so he, um, you know, when we went back there, I was really sick um, to the point where the doctors actually were at a point where they didn't know what was wrong with me. They hmm. just kind of you know, they were like, she's unwell, but we don't get why because we've done all of the tests. There's nothing showing up that could possibly be the reason. Now, mind you, when I was born here, I was born with an underactive thyroid. 
What's a, what's an active thyroid? What's the difference? So there's two two things. So there's underactive, which um, I don't know the sciences behind this. Okay, so if I was to do an analogy and say if Usain Bolt is an overactive thyroid, Seth Rogen would be an underactive thyroid. Yes. Brilliant. That's a very... <laughs> <That's really> <laughs> probably. Smart. But looks at... Like, yeah. So basically... People, like people with an underactive thyroid have to... Well, we both have to. So overactive and underactive, you have to take um, tablets to kind yeah. of balance it out. Yeah. Um, so I've been on Oroxine for pretty much since I remember, like from birth. Mm-hmm. And um, So it's, it's, it's basically to moderate the amount of thyroxine. Pretty much, yeah. The, the hormone. Yes. And so um, I've been on like that for years as, as far as I can remember. And so when I went to Pakistan I was sick but it wasn't because of that it was just different reasons altogether because I was still taking my meds and that was totally fine how old were you I was an infant I don't know like a child Hmm. um I became anemic um and when my dad went to give me blood he was anemic because of stressing you know going back and forth to the hospital so the doctor was like oh you know this is a blood type and he goes funnily enough I've got the same blood type so I will give her my blood who, who said that? My doctor at the time. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. What, what is your blood type? B, B positive. B is pretty rare, actually. Is it? B is one of the rarest ones. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a, B is common. I reckon the people like so Homero's No, sorry. Got... O is common. Yeah. So, uh, no, but isn't O the one that can give it to anybody, but they can't take back? Well, it's not that they can't take back. You know what I they, mean? They don't go off. Oh, I'll give it. I can't take back now. <laughs> So O is the universal donor, AB is the universal recipient. Yes, so... But that doesn't mean, like, if a, it's a recipient, it can't... Yeah. Like, that sucks, right? I don't think, like, on the list of problems, <laughs> that's like, oh, hey, man, you look really upset to me. It's, <laughs> it's like, because I oh, can't oh, just take anybody's My mom just told blood. me our fucking blood group. Turns out I fucking can't give blood to anyone. I'm fucking useless again. Either way, I guess. But anyways, point being... Um... So, so the doctor gave you blood. So he gave me his blood. Wow, you should thank and him. And I did. I went when I went and visited him. I thanked him. Really? I met him. How's yeah. That? You're alive because of him. That's... Well, it's funnily enough, he because he asks about me all the time to all my Turns other out he's your actual father. <laughs> he's like, I am this. your father. I am your father. <laughs> so, um, it's like Darth Vader. That's yeah. That's literally what we just did. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, I um anyway, he gave me blood, and then my dad was like, I think I'm gonna get out of here. And he's like, yeah, just look, pack your bags, go to Melbourne. And so my dad came to Melbourne and two days later I was like perfect, perfectly wow. fine. So, um, so you basically, Pakistan was not good enough for you. I need to get to a Western <laughs> country, like have a passport. I need to have like a best passport in the world. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, but anyway, so for a year since then, obviously I've been going to Melbourne Children's Hospital, and then you know they kicked me out because I was too old, and they're like, "All right, we're done with you." And for a long time, I didn't, you know, go to doctors. And then recently, I went to because of your mum. I went to the Royal Melbourne Hospital, and so there's been a doctor there that's been treating me, mm-hmm. and he calls me up a couple of days ago. And he says that you, he was just like, oh, you know, I um, just wanted to let you know that you actually have congenital thyroid agenesis. And I'm like, okay. Whoa, that's a subreddit <laughs> in itself. Far out. And um, he goes. Okay, so- I, I, I really have this big issue with, with doctors knowing that, that, that people obviously will not understand the, first, <laughs> the name of it, but they still do it to look smart. 
I like it's funny. It Actually, it is funny. What? And you're like, sorry, can you give me the common name? What it actually means? <laughs> what it, please explain it. And they could have done it from the start. Basically, he said that what happens is that when you're in your mother's womb, um, your thyroid is underneath your tongue. Oh. And what happens is that as your head gets bigger, your thyroid... Which yours has been... <laughs> <laughs> you just love yourself for that one. I did walk into that. Yeah, because your head's too big. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when, as you as you grow, uh-huh. um, your that thir- the thyroid kind of the tongue doesn't really move as such, but your thir- your it goes down the back of your throat, so mm-hmm. it keeps growing. And so, anyway, what's happened is that mine got jammed somewhere, oh, shit. and so it never really grew. Mm. Which means that I actually, he goes, you pretty much don't have a thyroid. So it's there, but it's essentially not working. So basically, it's too little. You, the hormone is not being released, so you would need it's a medication small. to do that. Exactly. Yep. So he goes, okay. so you don't actually have an autoimmune d- disease, oh. which is what they've kind of always said that you have. Congratulations. Because I used to have this yes. sympathy for you that I felt No, but really I still bad. kind of do have an autoimmune disease. Which is? Vetiligo. So everyone used to put it down to, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense because you're getting vetiligo. So, of course. What is, what is that for listeners? I don't think. Oh, sorry. Yes. So the vetil- uh, vetiligo is like vertigo, <laughs> but it's when you lie down, it's vetiligo. <laughs> That's actually really smart. I oh, know. So um, vetiligo is discoloration of patches oh, yeah. of skin. So Michael Jackson turned white because he had too many. And he decided, fuck this. I'm just going to, I'm going to go all white. I have vitiligo and I get, I get vitiligo on my knees and my elbows and my eyes around my eyes. So, um, I have like an ointment and stuff and that is an autoimmune disease. So Mm. I do have one, but it's not to do with my thyroid. Yeah. Is that really the the worst? I think you got the best autoimmune disease. I'm not saying it's bad, like, but if. if There could be worse. There could be seriously worse. Oh yeah. Look, I don't. It's like you've got a bad tan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just that, didn't turn well. Just didn't turn too well. You could always use that. But but really, so what are you taking now for your thyroid? Uh, oroxine. And it's like, what happens when there's not enough in your body? Do you feel it? I do feel it. So after a couple of weeks, I will start getting very depressed and I'll have no energy and I'll get sick. Like guaranteed. Oh. So I have to stay on top of it, which is why he said to me, he goes, the major difference in this now is that he goes it's good now because we know how to treat it but the difference is is that from having an autoimmune disease where usually the actual medication stays a bit stagnant in this case because yours is not an autoimmune disease and it is because you don't actually really have a thyroid essentially we're just going to have to keep adjusting it from more to less Mm -hmm. as you go so the more busy you get in your life the the more more you will have to have and the less busy you are and the more like dormant you are in your life, the less we like will decrease it. So, yeah. Well, it, the, the interesting thing is like these kind of things like on your tongue and the fact that the, the hormone was actually never released because the thyroid gland didn't grow out properly. Pretty much. And, you know, you don't know these things, right? No. Well, I mean, they, he said that... Um, Technology has now advanced, so they can actually see those things and understand those things better. Hmm. He goes, before they couldn't. That's why they just put it down to an autoimmune disease. Wow. But it's a very, apparently he's like, it's a very rare thing to have. And I was like, okay, so it's not a common... He's like, no, most of the people have autoimmune disease, which is kind of like 
underactive or overactive thyroid, mm. one or the other. But your in your case, obviously, it's just never. It hasn't even grown. It's really weird that it's taken them this long. Yeah, well, he kind of said that he looked at my... So, he had no idea. He just looked at my past records. So, he... Well, he's a smart doctor. Yeah, no, he's a really cool guy. I think I kind of challenge him a little bit much because I always ask him like a million questions and he's always like, yes, Well, that's the other thing, right? Like the general population, the patients have more access to information now. Yeah, they do. Which is good, right? So, you can question those ideas and kind of learn yourself. Yeah. And understand what's happening so that in case your doctor wasn't available, you could at least understand what's happening to you. Yeah. So I was born apparently with an ambiblical cord wrapped around my neck, my mum was saying. So she was like, oh, maybe it's because it's to do with that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. But what are the chances that I'm still alive today? Well, they say that... Like I made it. <laughs> what are the, uh, what's, what's the number? The number's like one in eight billion. Yeah. Uh, the chances of you... Your particular... Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying Life. that we, we should be grateful about the fact that you know, we are in. We this, even exist, I guess. Like the exist. fact that we even came to this world. I guess, like a lot of people that are super depressed and hate living, would not agree with me. But the the sheer fact that we exist is like the thing that kind of baffles me the most. It's like, you know, for me in particular, I had a lot of, and I'm sure that there's so many people out there that can say this too, right? Where they've said, "Oh, you know, I've had so many near death experiences, or mm. whatever it is." You know, and technically speaking, like, yeah, okay, maybe I wasn't conscious about it at the time because I was a baby. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so I just think, wow, like, I may not have been conscious about it. However, looking back, there are so many instances in which I could have not made it Yeah. this oh. far, I guess. Oh, even even tiniest things like, you know, when, when you're at a, at a crossing, or at mm-hmm. a signal, and sometimes you you barely miss someone hitting you. Like, yeah, just, just the littlest things, right? I could have died. But the problem with that idea, well, not the problem, the, the, the complication with that idea is that for most people, it's the idea of just being born mm-hmm. and just existing, it's, it's a big deal, yeah? Yeah. But it's hard to put it in perspective. Like, it is. Because you can't compare it to anything. No, and it's not something you always remember. No. So when bad things are happening, you're not going to think, well, man, when I was an infant, I could have died. Yeah. Like, that's just not what we do, right? But I guess that's the one thing that you can, if you ever look back at, I think it's kind of like a training thing. You've got to train yourself to remind yourself that, you know, this is still a blessing and we're still alive. And I think that even the fact that we even live in Australia is a lottery. Well, I think that personally for me is a lottery. Like, the the reason I'm here is because of my mother. And yeah, the reason I got an education abroad is because of her and my mm. dad. So, you know, like, without them, I'd, I'd probably... Who knows where I'd be? Well, yeah, and I'd I still be charismatic, but you'd <laughs> still be such a babe. <laughs> but I, I still have a very, and I'm not sure if you said that it's a privilege of to to exist, right? Mm-hmm. Let me put, and you can say that you don't want to answer it, but yeah, okay. The idea of taking your own life. Um, yes. Recently, actually, this uh, was really. I think this idea that you spoke about kind of really hit me a couple of weeks ago when. One of my acting teachers, previous acting teachers, he's, mm-hmm. he lost his daughter um, okay. who was 17 years old right after lockdown ended, the second mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. the day after. Uh, he found her uh, in her in her bedroom. Wow. And nobody knew why she would, you know, try to take her own life because there were no, literally no... Signs. Signs. Well, mm. visual signs that we think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The ones that we could understand ones, as, was, oh, you're depressed or exactly. you're this. Yeah. So how do you... How do you view the idea of taking your own life then? Uh, 
It's a complicated one. It is a very complicated because that that's... one. I always think to myself that someone who actually goes ahead with it yes. must be really struggling. Like I can't even imagine the level of struggle that they may have to actually go ahead with it. That's kind of like, I feel like I can't understand it near enough. No, um, but well, to, to break it down a little more, I put it as you feel like you have no purpose. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I think that... You've had moments where we... I mean, we've all had moments... Yeah, where we, we all like, kind of get through, like, those stages in exactly. life where we do feel super depressed. But even in those times, I would never, ever, ever, ever have considered that as an option. Did something pull you? No, go, no, nothing. I've just never gone there. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a certain thing in your brain that allows you to go there i think it's, it's or a, if you know if it's like something it's that's learnt. it's it's a personality thing i i think I, I yeah maybe because i've never in my life and i can vouch for this for sure that i've never not even once for a split second gone i don't want to live anymore yeah wow that's that's really you know the the question is Especially now when you go to GPs or psychologists, one of the first questions they ask you when you're feeling depressed is, have you thought about taking your life? Yeah, I know. And it comes up, and I'm actually glad that it comes up so often now because people can speak about well, it. Well, yeah. But, communicate about it. You know, I used to be of the thought, and this was, you know, I think a while ago, I would say, like a couple of years, I would say a couple of years ago now, um, my first opinion on it was that it's a very selfish thing to do, mm-hmm. to just take your life, which... Fair. It's, it's a controversial thing to say, but whatever. It is mm. what it is, right? And I don't think that way now. I think that now I kind Why of have the capacity. Why did you think it was selfish? Because I, th- I find a lot of the time, and I'm not too sure about the statistics and how it actually works and, you know, where the suicide is the most and all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know. But I find that a lot of the time, um, you know, there's always going to be someone that you can say is doing it worse than you. Always. See, I, I've never But you at- can't. I've never looked at that as a as a as a good reasoning. I've I, I don't think that that helps anyone. No, it personally. doesn't. No, I get that, and yeah. I, I know that now. But what I'm saying is that at the time I used to think that there's always going to be someone who does it worse than you. And yes, okay, it's always hard when you're in the position of like feeling this way that you think like everything is just horrible and it's all in my life that's horrible because you won't have that perspective at the time to be like, oh, but you know what, like this one person you know, lost their child or whatever it is. Like it could be anything, right? And so I think I get it. I get that it can be really hard. And I feel as if, to be honest with you, that I don't think I've had it hard enough to ever be able to comprehend how bad it can ever be for somebody. I don't think that I have. I think that I've led led a very privileged life. Can I provide a corollary to that idea? Mm -hmm. I I think at the back of, because we we think about these things with a conscious brain, right? But the... Mm. Subconscious is where a lot of the work happens generally with belief systems that have kind of formed in your in your in your head. Yeah. I think part of it also, and I may be wrong here, but I'm gonna take a stab at it, um, is the idea that somewhere you realise that your parents worked really hard to give you this life. Yeah, it could be, but I mean It and it does because um uh, to be very, very honest with you, I've had that thought multiple times. Yeah. I, I think um with just with my anxiety, like mm. when it started, and it started pretty late, like when I was 20, mm-hmm. there were points in the next eight to nine years where it was an idea that kind of felt like, oh, yeah, what if? Mm. And then I automatically went, 
yeah but my parents like look at that they've given yeah. me a great life and you know and then but there had to be some sort of trigger to bring me back yeah no I know and I and I you know you probably went through some stuff that I could never comprehend mm. right and I'm that's what I mean by I can appreciate that now I can appreciate that like I don't think I've ever gone through anything even my worst my worst points in well, life. Well, you've got mates that have gone through I've got, uh, I've got amazing people around me, um, but, but which makes me mates, super lucky and that helps a lot. And yeah, I but think also that mates that, that have gone through like serious stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. And I think that that's always something that keeps me grounded as mm. well. Um, but I think that I may like have the ability a little bit more to just be able to kind of ground myself and say, look... I think I remind myself a lot. Maybe that's why. Maybe mm-hmm. that is why I don't fall into the trap of interesting of um, self. Yes. So, pity. Exactly. That is. I, think <laughs> I that, don't know. That's where you hit the nail. I, I think it's a lot of. Uh, I, I think you put it to me once, which was really really smart, and I went. And that's when I kind of knew you, you're not a dumb fuck. <laughs> is when you said that uh, you know it's it's called uh, mental exercise mental management Ment- oh fuck that oh, fuck. <laughs> so you don't even remember what I said <laughs> well I like mental exercising now because you kind of have to do it every day yeah you do, you do. So, and, and you, it's true and I've been, I've been kind of reminding myself in the past six months is like I don't want to be a victim because you know that's yeah you I am coming from a place of privilege so yeah but but I I do see also like a lot of people who who kind of have gone through things that we cannot comprehend. Yeah, no. And I think like when we also say privilege, I think people take it the wrong way as well. Like you talk, when you say the word privilege, I find that people often think of like the real luxury stuff. Mm. Like automatically your brain just goes there. When But when I say privilege, I'm still talking about the bare minimum. I'm talking roof over your head, food on the table, um, a bed to sleep in. Yeah. To me, that's privilege. Yeah. Because I think, and I think that that's a different measure. I feel like maybe not everyone can measure it that way. Everyone is really different in how they measure those things. But for me, when I say privilege, I say that. I say that a job, like that to me is privilege. The fact that I've got a job, I'm employed. There are people that don't have a job. Well, it's, it's really, it's, it's the right time to kind of bring it up because I think that's what happened to a lot of people who, during the pandemic. Yeah. And I mean... In Australia, we're really lucky that mm-hmm. we have JobKeeper, JobSeeker, which for listeners abroad, it's it's kind of like a stimulus check. Right? Yeah, that was kind and of that like... was a good good thing to do for like I know a lot of people were talking a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff about oh the you know all the job seekers are getting like twice as much and look I I, I get it you know we all think oh we get to work and they're our taxpayers' money and I totally understand that mm. as well um, but I guess that the reason the government kind of and this is just me completely speculating, um, but the government did the right thing in, in that way because they're usually the ones that spend the most amount of money, right? And in order to keep the financial economy hmm. for Australia afloat, um, he needs, like, you know, the government needs to pump money into these people so that they buy shit and then well, eventually it kind of circulates through. Well, that's the whole deal, right? Yeah. Because the government suffers if people don't spend that money on goods. Exactly. And that's how the GDP goes down. Yeah. And if it's a bad GDP, that then puts the interest rates down. Yeah, and that exactly. doesn't help the government and it takes them longer to recover from it. Yes. And, you know, many analysts say that we haven't even seen the worst of it yet <laughs> because we've been pretty lucky too. We have been pretty lucky and I don't know if, I don't know much about I'll be honest, I don't know too much about the economy. You probably know a little bit more than me, and Nabil definitely does. Mm. 
you go you guys kind of talk about this sort of stuff and it kind of goes a little bit over my head because I can't think like that hmm. but um I guess in the general gist of things like I think yeah we've got we got out pretty good yeah but I I think you as a person uh, who's having all this stuff going over their head a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are like that though who yeah. might not be good with this stuff and for those people you know I know that yes maybe those stimulus checks were too too much money that that was being given to them but my thing is like how do you choose you can't pick and choose right no. like you can't go i'm going to give i'm going to give these people money and these people not yeah because then 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 there's like a thing of like oh well now you're yeah, that's discrimination yeah so it's and i think it was a really tough decision for the government i don't think people realize how tough it is mm. to be in that position of power in courts <laughs> yeah and making those decisions for people um, i'm glad you brought up privilege because it's bare minimums yeah um and maybe bring some people on yeah you know we are and so that's what we, i really want to actually touch on with um one of the psychologists that we're getting on so i'm going to talk to him and by the way i have no on. idea who you're talking about i'm just nodding my head well i'll tell you the name later well you you would understand nodding your head you do that all the time when this you don't understand true. things <laughs> this is true so are you going to explain the next segment no you can oh jeez. God, this is a tough operation. Just, just let me talk to your manager. Karen was your everyday person. Just give me, give me the manager. Two kids, a husband, and a regular life. I can't. I cannot believe Things this. Things were good until one day something happened. Oh my! Are you serious? I can't believe. I'm. Oh, I'm gonna you up. So I'm gonna leave a review. You can watch this. Oh my God! I can't believe you. And things were never the same. All right, so so the next segment is um, terrible reviews, <laughs> just things like really really Australian things. This one that I found was really interesting because it was about um, it's it's the way it's about this um, hotel slash motel yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. And I found it on TripAdvisor. Um, TripAdvisor has great content. If anyone's not making a podcast about TripAdvisor, they're missing out. There's a whole niche market there. <laughs> That's actually funny. That's yeah. a good oh, idea. Shit. I just gave the idea to people. You did. Oh, well, oh, well whatever. Some Someone can do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, obviously, we all, by the number of bad reviews on this, we know it's a terrible place, right? But the way this guy starts his review, the tagline is what got me. He said, a bad joke with no punchline. <laughs> okay. Which, which, and, and the, and his picture is is him in one of those Havana shirts with like one of those weird um, sun caps. You know mm-hmm. the sun caps that you... Like I already know this guy will have some gems to give. <laughs> and he's, this is how it starts. He said the first giveaway that this was a dilapidated dive wow. was a broken glass door to the reception. Everything from that point went downhill. I think it went downhill before that. I think there was no hill. It, it was actually... <laughs> it, Wait, are you saying this now or him? No, him. He said the room stank of cigarettes as if this was the ashtray of as if this was the ashtray of Melbourne. Wow. The okay. air conditioner was broken and farted out warm stale farted air, out. Which which to me <laughs> could mean that you know, like the he had that thought that it feels like farts in your face. How which, <laughs> so he had a traumatic childhood. I know that. <laughs> he definitely did. There were there were dead <laughs> bugs everywhere, which would be good if they were running on insect museum. <laughs> But instead, it turns out that they're emergency housing for the government. <laughs> the pool was murky and the vibe was as shady as a sack full of sombreros. Wow, that is so creative. And it's so specific. It's a sack so full of particular. sombreros. Who is this? It's Who? like something you would find on like the Mexican border. 
like some someone just throwing a sack full of sombreros like as if that's an insult hey mate what, what's in today oh just trafficking cocaine and a sack full of sombreros there are better third world crack dens crack dens <laughs> i want to stay with this guy my car was also broken into all up costing me and my girlfriend this guy's a girlfriend <laughs> Though. Yeah, all up costing me and my girlfriend in excess of $800. <laughs> the manager had an arrogant demeanor, as I'm sure he deals with stolen goods and break-ins there constantly. Now, my thing is, do you respond to this review? <laughs> when it's that bad, I, I almost <laughs> want to respond to it. And go, I feel like it's too creative to even say anything. It's at that level where, unless you were just equally as creative as this guy, you wouldn't want to respond. Well, that because could you be couldn't. A I mean, what could you say? You could be like, "Hi, hi I'm really sorry to hear I would put about this your experience." On a sign outside my, <laughs> because it's <laughs> oh, because I don't know. That's a good idea. Like it's low expectations, right? People know it's going to be shit, but imagine if it turned out to be okay. Yeah, they Can were like, well, that? it didn't, it didn't, wasn't like a sack, you know, sack full of sombreros. sombreros. It was a sack it full of... It was actually... A, a crack den. <laughs> a crack den. A crack den is what like is such a, crack a specific... Den? Is a crack den somewhere you actually... Smoke crack? Smoke crack? Well, that's, that's, this is... This would this make will, sense to me. This would probably be the dumbest <laughs> part of the segment where we talk to each other about what a crack den is. <laughs> is it a den which... Where people smoke crack. It's an area in which people People's, smoke crack. Yeah. Well, anyways, oh like... God, that was good. I like that guy. Yeah, we... I've had rats. I've had rats. <coughs> I've had, like, massive rats in New York. I, and I stayed in wow. a really good hotel where there were massive, massive rats. But the interesting thing is they were on the seventh floor. I mean, it's not hard, I guess. Like, stairs. Rats do climb, though. Yeah, can, stairs. No, but... Man, they, they get up in my roof. Yeah, so can't they climb around uh, like pipes and stuff as well? They're really I, I don't I don't know why people hate rats so much. I, I really do not mind them. <laughs> I don't know what to say. To I that. wouldn't have them over for dinner. <laughs> you just definitely don't want them at your house. Yeah, but but people like that's one thing people get like creepy. Oh, I'm not scared of uh, snakes, but oh my god, rats! I think what's that idea of being so disgusted by a rat? It's I don't know, but you know what's really funny? Like that is an irrational fear, right? Because I'm Absolutely. scared of spiders, but I don't say I'm scared of snakes. Yeah. But it's like, I know I'd be scared of snakes. Oh, remember when, when I uh, saved you from a snake? Okay. You just wanted that. You had to have it. I did save you from a snake, you, though. You did. And the least you could do is give me some credit here rather than Okay, going. you did save me from this. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, that was really sweet of me. <laughs> that, was that was really sweet. sweet. That was really sweet of me. <laughs> but I think the, the biggest problem with rats is that they're called rats. Snakes oh, are worse than bats in terms of the word, if you're talking about the word itself. Possum? No, possum is like a sweet cute. thing people yeah, say. It's a cute thing. They're like, hello, possum. Yeah, it's like, old ladies say that. Yeah, it's you had a British accent there for no reason. I did. Hello, I don't know why possum. I did it because normally they hello. say it. Hello, possum. See, hello, possum. It's so easy. All right, what's your story? Um, you mean my review? Yeah. Okay, so this guy has um written one up on a cordless um, vacuum for Hoover. 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 That's cordless. It. Yeah, it's a really. Popular Australian vacuum, isn't it? Well, apparently not to him. He didn't like it. So he gave it a one star. Uh, His title is Next to Useless in capitals. That's that's really interesting. He's from New South Wales. uh, The wording again is really brilliant, right? It's next to useless. So imagine that it's fucking useless, right? But next to it, it's like... But it's not bad. uh, (laughs) So is it really worth writing a review about? 
If it's next to useless. <laughs> next to the useless. Yeah. Next to useless is very funny. It's like one it's of It's a very, it's a typical Australian thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's the guy who came this. last, you're fucking useless. And the guy who came second last, well, you're next to useless. <laughs> No. Like he actually didn't come last. He should get some credit. <laughs> okay, so he wrote, I bought this Hoover UL upright for my wife for Christmas. That's a, a really shitty Christmas gift. Yeah, it gift. is actually <laughs> really... Fuck yourself. Wife. He gave his wife a, a Hoover. He's saying so many things there. Personally, it's already telling dirty. so much about you, right? Um, in... You know, in December 2016. What a waste of money and time it has turned out to be. Now, I don't know if he's the one who's used this. Because obviously he's bought it for his wife, right? So she must have pissed him off so bad with the complaints of how bad this vacuum is. No, fuck that. Can you imagine her, like, oh, everyone's at Christmas dinner and it's like, <laughs> like hey, uh, look, at my, look at my gift. And it's a fucking vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's awkward. That's such a terrible gift. Imagine if I gave you a vacuum cleaner. For Chris, for your birthday. Well, first, I'd actually be happy with that, to be honest. With a vacuum cleaner? Yes. You'd be happy with a vacuum cleaner? I'd lo- I love vacuuming. Like, I, I love cleanliness, right? So, vacuuming is like... Well, we should I tell, wouldn't be using it, We right, should tell but... this guy to give it to you. <laughs> it's Let's... shit, though. I don't want it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. I can suck through a straw with more <laughs> force that, than this useless piece of crap. If it wasn't for the rotating brush... In the head of the stick, it would not pick anything up. So if, if Hoover's listening, that, that's the two great <laughs> well, things. Well, he's apparently contacted. He's like, I've contacted Hoover Direct to advise them of my problem. Their reply is, go back to Godfrey's and trade it in for a more powerful model. Did he do it? I don't know. He goes, no way. Oh, I need, oh, Why not? He's just like, I wouldn't. I don't want it anymore. Well, there's yeah. a whole company. There's a whole... You know, there are people out there slaving away to make that vacuum and he just went, no, I'm not going to give them a second chance. <laughs> Why not? Everyone deserves a second chance. I mean, other other vacuums could be nicer, more powerful ones. Well, how much money would you spend? But on he's vacuum? a good vacuum himself. He apparently said he could suck through a straw with more force. <laughs> I really don't know how to respond to that. Like, oh. <laughs> could you imagine sucking all, like... Having a straw and sucking your carpet off. Oh my god! Thank God you said carpet. 